0: I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey guys, how's your week been? I feel like I'm always singing when I say that at the beginning. Anyways, um, our week's been pretty good. My son um, turned 12 on Friday, actually. Yeah, this past Friday. So, that's been kind of crazy. Um, I've noticed him, especially now that he has transitioned into middle school. I mean, we homeschool, but in his sixth grade year, I've seen his identity kind of change um, and just kind of how he handles things. And he's a bit, you know, too cool for school. Uh, he's kind of got this sweet attitude at home a lot of times not all the time a lot of times but then we got in public and especially if there's even kids his age around he's like do not stand next to me he doesn't say that but he'll act like um like he doesn't know me <laughs> and as a mom i'm like what is this like i really feel hurt and insulted and i'm not gonna feed you when we get home how about that so um but it's just been really neat to see him grow. And I think, you know, as humans and self-centered humans, we tend to relate everything to ourselves in our own experience. And, um, and golly, I think trying to parent him, you know, I try to do it from a point of understanding, but also what will be best for him in his relationship with God. But, you know, a lot of times I look back and I think, okay, when I was 12 when I was in middle school what things you know what was I feeling and going through what thoughts did I have what really seemed to provoke me to wrath (laughs) with my parents and you know things that um maybe could have been handled in a better way or what are some things that really worked with me and so I think uh then, then you start really going down memory lane. Okay, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. I don't know. I, I know me. Uh, just start thinking about like, oh, man, middle school, that sucked. I did not. Maybe you did. I did not enjoy middle school. Um, that was a really hard time. So was high school for me. Um, I think just really being overwhelmed with hormones, kind of not a lot different than being a woman going through premenopause right now, but, you know, middle school, you're really young, you don't have a lot of experience, you've got all these, because, you know, I went to bubble school, and you've got, you know, all these outside voices, and peer pressure, and whatever, and everything seemed way more dramatic than what it needed to be, and, um, and anyways, so that was kind of a long trip for me, not trip like drugs, but just down memory lane, and, um, and I was just thinking about all the dumb stuff I got into. You know, I think I definitely noticed for me, and like I said, I noticed for my son, um, and and for my older two. Um, it, like it's a little different for them because I didn't have them since they were babies and so getting to see all their stages and how all that kind of worked um but you know it is true for all of them that like you know once you get into middle school and for me when I was younger once I kind of got into middle school in those pre-adolescent and especially teenage years there was just kind of you know growing uh you start thinking more independently you start looking you know more at the outside influence and um just kind of taking yourself more seriously, I guess, than it needed to be. Um, And everything you kind of took more seriously. And you didn't really have that, you know, innocent faith like a child uh, where you believe everything your parents say or um, you don't really understand, not like you do when you're in middle school, but uh, just how big the world is and, and the outside pressures and things like that. So anyways, but I was just thinking when I was... 12, I want to say, you know, we lived in this little tiny apartment um, in Smyrna and um, my parents were always so kind to let me have a lot of friends because, you know, we didn't really have a lot of family growing up. And, uh, and so they always let me have friends over, which probably wasn't the best idea in their part. Uh, but I just remember I had a spend the night party one time and got into my parents' cigarettes. You know, they smoked like marble red. So I was like, all right, let's do this thing. I'm 12. <laughs> let's smoke some cigarettes and get into their wine in the refrigerator. And by the way, all that stuff was disgusting. Like I remember trying it out and I was like, this is gross. But for some reason I did it because I was like, also I'm cool. I'm grown up and I remember you also have those other friends you know probably the smart ones who are like you're gonna get us in so much trouble and then you know you have the other people like this is so much fun look at us living on the edge and oh it's so stupid um and then you know just trying to um I, I like I really can't even remember why I did all these things you know I think I started trying to Get into huffing, like you know, fingernail polish remover with a towel over your head. I don't, like just to get high. I don't even know. I can't even tell you why uh, these thought you know thoughts went in my head. Like this was a great idea. Uh, it wasn't like somebody was like, "Hey, come on, try this." I was like, "Hey, maybe this is cool." Um, and then sometimes we'd meet up some friends down the down the block, you know, because we'd go walk around the block, um, and you know, they'd have like uh, half smoked cigarettes from like their parents' ashtrays. I mean, it just so stupid. Um, and I spent a lot of time growing up, uh, in that apartment complex from, I think when I was three, uh, until at the end of eighth grade, because my parents kind of moved me out of that area. It wasn't like the best area. Um, but there was a coin laundry right next door and there was a lot of memories there because we didn't have a washer dryer. So, you know, we, I, we like I had any siblings, it was me. Um, I played the arcade games there for pretend, because they were, you know, they cost money, and so, and, or the places where you would fold laundry, like, the little folding tables, I'd be sitting and laying those things all the time, and there was a Mexican grocery store, uh, right next, it's, like, the tiniest little shopping center, um, that sold five cent candy, like, that was the coolest thing ever, um, and so, I don't know, I just, I remember um those things and hanging out at the community center a lot cuz you got to play like ping pong and pool for free um and so me and my friends would hang out a lot there um i guess it's for teens to not get in trouble i don't know <laughs> um and then i remember one time i had friends over to spend the night see Uh, We don't do spend the nights at my house and we don't let our kids go to spend the nights. We're like super strict. I think there's also, you know, a statistic that was like one in three kids get molested. And I was like, what? Um, And I, I grew up knowing a lot of kids and a lot of my family members that have gotten molested and and then also thinking of all the dumb stuff I did at sleepovers, I was like, yeah, we're just not doing those. Um, so, you know, judge me if you want to. And to each their own. Like, there, I don't think there's a right, wrong thing there. But, like, for our family, that's what's right. But back to my story about my sleepover um, in middle school. We had this idea of, if, and it worked, but, you know, if you sprayed hairspray on your hand and then lit it on fire, you know, <laughs> you shake it out and it's like, hoo, cool magic trick. And so we did that and um, – and then we're like, hey, what if we light your arm on fire? Like, let's just, you know, douse it in hairspray, light your arm on fire. Let's see how that goes. And then she went to shake it out. And then I think, like, her shirt caught on fire. I don't even remember. Um, we were really great at responding to emergencies. And <laughs> so she's like, fire. I need... And we're like, I don't even know how to put that out. What, like, Do you remember the fire people, firemen that would come to schools and like teach you stop, drop, and roll? I don't know what happened. We didn't even remember any of that kind of stuff. Um, You know, luckily she didn't get hurt. Like all her arm hair was gone. Um, But I just remember doing a lot of dumb stuff like that. And I remember also just being really emotionally high or really emotionally low um, and really – you know, relationships were everything, you know, not necessarily like romantic relationships. I wasn't really into having boyfriends and things like that. But, you know, just all the drama, what, you know, well, she said this, well, you know, she's not my friend anymore, because blah, 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 and you know, whatever. And it was just um, high emotions. And so I back to my son, I think when I look at him, and I see, you know, how he was before and how he is now. And it's the same thing about, you know, uh, our older two as well is that you definitely see a hormone emotional shift when they're in their pre-adolescence age, ages. And so, He's kind of been in this a little bit, and a couple years ago was pretty rough. Uh, I think when he was like, you know, ten years old or something. And this year's been pretty all right. Um, but he's definitely ha- he definitely has big emotions, and so I think um, really trying to figure out how to parent that. Um, and I failed him so much. I, fi- I failed all my kids so much, you know, when me and my husband first got married and, and even after I started walking with the Lord, I was still very angry. You know, I still had a lot of dysfunction to work through and, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm walking right with the Lord and I'm excited and there's blessings and fruit in that obedience. But at the same time, you have so much stuff to work through that doesn't just magically go away. Um, and so, you know, there's. Oh, I don't know. There's just a lot of regret. A lot of times, I look back and I just think, I wish I was a better mom. You know, I wish I was um, more patient, more loving, and less like a psychopath who would, who would get angry so quickly. Um, and again, not to say like I'm the perfect mom now, but you know, I definitely um, have been. I don't know, transformed and trained by the Bible of like better ways to do things, um, and Proverbs. Chapter 3, verses 11 through 12, it says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. So we know that is true for the father towards us, and as parents, it's like, you know. If you're a good parent, you want that for your kid too. It's like, I love you. That is why I'm, you know, laying these rules down and these boundaries. And that's why you have consequences. Okay, but why aren't you listening to my consequences? Okay, why are you, well, nobody's listening to me. And then it like, you know, then now you're handling things wrong. And then the Lord has to correct you, you know. And so really kind of going over that of like, this is what the Bible says. This is what I want to do. I keep messing up. Like what? What do I do? Um, and in Second Corinthians chapter seven verse ten, it says, "For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the word, world worketh death." And so, I'm not letting Satan condemn me when I mess up. You know, I mean, he does. He accuses me. He condemns me. He, you know, um, definitely wants me to be out casted or whatever exiled but um but i know that if i'm feeling sorrowful you know if it's a godly sorrow it's going to help change me to be more like the image of christ and so um in second timothy uh, chapter 3 verses 16 through 17 it says All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. And I think, obviously, it's the word of God that really shows us and trains us, you know, through our experience as kids and um, really also having that love for our kids, we want to think that we can parent in that way like well you know just by my wisdom and by my experience and by my love for my my kid I'm just going to parent great and I, it just really doesn't work that way um it's the word of of god that really shows us how to to parent the way that God parents us and how, you know, what the image of Christ looks like. And if that's the goal there is to um, have our kids to have a great relationship with the father in heaven and for them to also be transformed into the image of Christ. Again, that's the decision they have to make in their own. On my part, I need to to parent uh, with that end goal in mind. Um, And just, I think what always helps me is to remember like, Hey, you know, how does God talk to me? am I talking to my kid like that? Um, or am I talking really condescending and down? And, um, and then also thinking like my voice is going to be their inside voice and their inside voice, the voice inside of them, you know, like if they're reading the Bible and they think of, um, of who God is, but they hear my voice as you know, the authority or my husband's, you know, if it hasn't been in the way that God would say it, it's going to mess up how they view God. And I i don't want that to be that way. But, um, you know, all that to say, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but when your kids have birthdays, if you have kids, like, does it jolt things for you? You know, like, do you go and you look back at all your years of parenting? And do you have any regrets? Or do you miss any of the memories that you had with them? And um, I constantly kind of go through this, where it's just like, oh man, I wish like I could time travel just for that day, or just for like a week, and just really enjoy those moments. And they're they're just gone so fast, and so it's just really hard sometimes to see um, time go by, and and that um, and that it is fleeting, and it is all temporary. Like these things on Earth is is really temporary. And then, do you guys like when your kids turn certain ages, or you see other people, if you don't have kids? Um, at a certain age and you're like, oh man, I remember when I was that age. I remember these choices I made. And do you see any differences in how people that age live now? You know, I know things are a little different with technology and whatever, but, um, but it's just, it's just interesting to see how we all have similar struggles. You know, we all have similar emotions and whatever, um, and these stages of life and just to really, I think, come alongside of our kids and, um, show them that we, we love them and that we can empathize and sympathize and whatever words you want to use for like what they're going through at this age. Like, Hey, you're crazy angry and you're just crazy. And also I get that, you know, like I was also there and also still am sometimes, um, and just really love them. The at, but love them enough also to correct them. I think that kinda goes hand in hand with the correction of the Bible, but you know, the love that you have for them. Um so being a human, just as Jesus was a human and he went through all the things that we went through, um, and worse obviously, and um and so he can have compassion for us, but he also knows what obedience looks like and how our life is best when we do obey the Father. Um, so anyways, that's just kind of my memory laying down with my son turning 12 and just kind of all my reflections of, of his life as, you know, he's been growing up. And, um, and so... I don't know. I think it's it's good to reflect uh, sometimes just to kind of gauge where we're at now and if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And also to thank the Lord that I am not in middle school or high school anymore. Those were some rough years. Um, so if you have any memories, feel free to share them with me if you got any thoughts as well. Um, and then I want to share this song Uh, This week it is going to be a throwback uh, back to when I was in middle school because that's kind of what this episode is about. So it's jars of clay love song for a savior and some of the lyrics uh, say sitting silent wearing Sunday best the sermon echoes through the walls a great salvation through it calls to the people who stare into nowhere and can't feel the chains and their souls. And then the chorus says I want to fall in love with you over and over. So I'm going to link that um to my spotify playlist if you want to check that out and if you have any questions prayer requests or need a physical bible feel free to dm me on instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and i will talk to y'all next monday